All right. Hi, everybody. Um, I am Lisa and I work for Amicus as their marketing and communications lead. And I'm joined today by Emma Reed from Ergo Law, uh, Nick from Clio and Callum from Amicus as well. <laughs> and um, the reason that we're all here today, obviously, is to talk about the idea of becoming a portable law firm and making that quick shift to being uh, completely remote when you know a lot of law firms are still incredibly dependent on traditional um, paper-based processes and um, I want to just first of all just go around and briefly if you could explain what you know what your business does that would be great so Emma I'll come to you first if you could just tell us in a couple of sentences what Ergo Law does that would be great. Oh, hi, everybody. Um, so Ergo Law is a specialist employment law firm based in Edinburgh. Uh, we act for employers, small businesses and medium sized businesses mainly, uh, and employees advising them on all sorts of tricky workplace situations, trying to make it all a bit smoother for everybody, untangle tricky things uh, and translate employment law uh, into real life, really. Brilliant, thank you. And um, Callum, can I ask you to do the same um, with regards to Amicus? Yeah, we are a software company who help lots of different professions manage the compliance tasks they need, uh, whether that is onboarding staff or clients. Um, and in this context, helping them do that in a remote way and doing it nice and securely. Brilliant. And Nick, finally, can you just tell us a little bit about Clio? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Clio is also a software company. Uh, we focus on uh, helping law firms manage their everything that the firm needs to do uh, remotely in the cloud. Um, so everything from managing their matters and cases to their clients, uh, to billing, document management, and then integrating with services like Amicus and many others. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, okay, so I'm going to dive into some questions. Um, I'm going to come back to you first, Emma, and um, because ultimately the whole reason we're having this conversation was because of, uh, of something you tweeted out the other day, which was um, that I think it was within sort of 24 hours of the announcement uh, going out from uh, Boris Johnson that we should be uh, adopting remote working practices if, if possible. You guys were very quick to kind of put the message out there that you're ready to go. I think within say 24 hours, uh, which is really impressive. And I just wondered if you could shed some light on how you did that so quickly. Well, I think we're in a very fortunate position um, because we're quite a young law firm. We did set up in business about four years ago. Um, and it's really nice to meet both Nick and Callum because we, uh, we do use their services, both of them. And we've been with Cleo since the beginning. Um, and the beginning for us was uh, two solicitors, my business partner Kathy and I, um, working from exactly where I am sitting just now in my home office actually. Uh, we've always done client meetings remotely in a boardroom, um, but for us having a, um, an office of our own, bricks and mortar, is actually a newer development than working from home and working flexibly is, which we've always done. So in many ways we've come from a position where, where we um, are able to work flexibly, able to work remotely. And so we've just gone back to where we started from. Um, so uh, we, all we really need is a laptop. Um, sometimes all we really need is a phone um, and we can work wherever we want. Um, so on, on the day that we decided to work from home, 
we simply put some stuff in a box. We took a few bits of paper, a stapler and some stamps because that makes every lawyer feel a little bit more comfortable <laughs> to have some paper in a box. We're not entirely paperless by any means, but uh, most systems are um, remote-based. We have remote-based uh, telephone answering. We use Clio for our practice management. We use Zero for um, our accounting. We use Amicus for our ID checks, which are mandatory. Um, and, and we have a, a fantastic IT support as well, which we, we have in place, which also managed remotely. So um, it's all, all our support is, uh, we don't see our support in the office as some big firms might have a department doing all those different things for them. Um, but it has just meant that we've really just been able to put those bits of paper in a box, take our laptop, close the door behind us and off we go. Um, uh, we're a team of five, so we work really closely together um, and we that has been important to us to maintain that so technology has helped us to do that as well but in terms of all the individuals involved it yeah, literally was like an iron mountain box and off we go very quickly fantastic that's great news and um we actually spoke uh, yesterday emma and i just wanted to pick up on one of the things that we that we spoke about which i thought was quite interesting which was the fact that um, you know, there are many law firms at the moment that are that managing to keep their doors open for business. However, they've now got the additional challenge of dealing with, um, you know, wanting to strike the balance between being helpful and giving essentially free advice and also wanting to ensure that you can stay afloat and pay your team salaries <laughs> at the end of the month. So I wonder if you could talk a little bit about striking that balance. And I know this is all completely new, but what have you kind of encountered so far and, and how, are you, how are you overcoming that? Well, it's really interesting. Um, what we do is employment law. So what we do is talking to people about really difficult decisions, whether they're employers, whether they're employees, um, all the stuff that goes down at work, um, we see it every day. But this is like turbocharged, essentially, um, and the law is changing and coming at us thick and fast. So um, we do very much feel at the forefront of uh, you know the information that's coming out there, and uh, we've had a lot of calls, both from existing clients and new clients, and people saying, "What do I do? This is so difficult. How do I make this decision?" And um, so we are in the position where we're. Um, digesting that information really quickly, trying to keep up to date with the announcements that are coming out and the changes that are happening. Keeping in mind, of course, you know, that all the other employment law is still out there and normal rules still apply um, for many things. Um, but also, of course, wanting to help people because we're getting a lot of crisis calls. Um, and it is difficult. We're an SME ourselves. We're a small business, a young business ourselves. And our main priority is to keep doing what we do really well. Um, and to contribute what we can. Uh, so I think um, really with all of that in mind, um, whilst all this is going down, we have no time to waste. Uh, we, we don't have any time for IT problems. We don't have any time for putting in place new systems because we just want to be on the end of the phone for our clients and for other people phoning us for help. Um, because you know you want to do what you can. Um, and as you say, we've been giving out quite a lot of free advice, trying to support people, appreciate they're just not in a position to pay uh, a lot of the time. So we, we need to make best use of our time. And, and I think we have been able to do that because we haven't been worrying about um, how we're going to 
issue our own bills, for example, we can do that from wherever we can. I can do that from where I'm sitting now. I don't need to involve anybody else really in that process. Um, if something goes wrong with our our Microsoft system or whatever our IT system, we we can phone and deal with that very quickly. Um, and you know all the other all the other stuff is just. Uh, carrying on as it always does so we can do all our ID checks and get clients in as fast as possible because obviously urgent stuff has got more urgent as well mm -hmm. and people just wanting to nail stuff down as quickly as possible so we don't want we don't want to lose any time essentially and um, that's our priority and, and, and there really are quite significant demands in our time especially because we're a small business um, and as you said at the beginning you know we do everything we we update our website we do the blog posts we do the social media so there's just everything has got a lot busier a lot more urgent and we are learning you know all the time about this new law that's coming out trying to keep up to speed with that and trying to be as much use as possible to everybody and uh, that gets on the phone to us so so not worrying about the back office stuff has been great for us yeah that's brilliant um it sounds like you've been incredibly adaptable on all fronts and that you know obviously having those uh, fantastic kind of operational pieces in place has really enabled you to just focus on the important stuff which is the the face-to-face -face time with the client well not face-to-face -face time but the uh the time with the clients and ensuring that things are ticking over um thank you for that lucky, you know we come we're we were a startup i don't think call ourselves a startup any longer but so you naturally are quite creative you know we started we started from nothing so um we 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 spend time coming up with ideas looking at our business how are we going to grow how are we going to change that's what we do all the time because that we're a young business so actually as soon as all of this is happening we're immediately thinking what can we do how can we change how do we deal with this how do we deal with that we're not stuck in a routine of doing stuff in a particular way just because it's been done that way for a long time so we are fortunate we are fortunate in that respect as well to sort of be in that zone if you like yeah brilliant Thank you. Um, Callum, I'm going to come to you briefly. Um, I just wanted to ask you, and we've had, we've had some conversations about the role that trust plays in remote working and it's something that, you know, that we really, um, we hold very kind of close to us in terms of the way we operate our business and what we, I guess, what we preach. Um, and I wonder if you could um, talk a little bit on that and, and why trust is so important right now. Yeah, it's, it's fundamental in our business, given that we handle tens of thousands of sensitive pieces of information um, for our clients. Um, so we've built trust with regulators and then the firms who rely on us. Like that's critically important that they know that their compliance processes are safe, they're going to be robust, that we've got contingency plans in place that mean when things change and the environment around us change that they can still expect us to deliver our service. So it's really important from that point of view. Um, but in general, for our team, it's, it's critically important too. So the idea that um, we grew in a similar route that Emma talked about originally when we set the company up, we were remote and we had to build that fundamental trust that people were able to and communicate really clearly and a lot of cases over communicate to get that point across um, and leave people um, to work in a remote way um, to get the job done it, it was just something that was done by default so um, some of the processes and systems we've put in place have been there for a number of years now and how we can help people 
um, to interact and manage things in a remote way is just inherent because we trust they are the right people to do their role and they can get on with it and they don't need um, you know, constant oversight. Um, so it's a bit of a balance between how you can trust people to get on with their role and then enable them to do that in the best way possible. In some ways, that's through technology and systems, but like the IT infrastructure that Emma talked about, um, you know, what do you actually need to function um, and know that those systems are going to work? And then um, on top of that, be able to support people. Um, they know that you trust them to do their work, um, that they've got going on and they're working with other people in cross-functional teams. Um, but there is an element of support, um, especially thinking about people's well-being, that the situation we're in isn't quite normal. It's not just the normal work from home and then you know, go out and do things afterwards. So they, I guess to, to the other side of this is that um, they all trust that we are going to do our best for them. Like we're not the type of organisation that would immediately look to for low people. Um, I know others are in a, a more difficult position than we are. And again, um, we're coming at this from a slightly different angle that we were set up really well for it. Um, but I think on the other hand of this, our team expect that um, we're going to do the best for them um, and do the right thing for our clients too. So I think trust is just such an all-encompassing thing that um, affects like like throughout how we interact and what we do our clients you know regulators as well as our team brilliant and um you mentioned a little bit about um the systems that are required in order to get kind of get going um and obviously we're we're incredibly fortunate we that we've kind of had privacy and security at the heart of our business from day one and are quite well versed in these matters but i'm conscious that might not be the case for everyone um, and, and perhaps you could share two or three you know security considerations that law firms may not have considered and um, yeah some some practical things I guess if you are going to work from home thinking about uh, using a VPN so a virtual private network that's something that you can subscribe to it's not like a huge undertaking that you might be used to having a secure network um, in an office setting but you could subscribe to NordVPN or, or various other equivalents to make sure that the um, connection you have is a secure one. Um, that would be an obvious thing you could do. Thinking about uh, policies as well. Um, if you're working remotely at short notice, if people are using their own device, make sure that they're patched and up to date. So knowing that you've got any vulnerabilities and that are in an operating system, you can get those up to date, make sure that you're on top of them. Um, that would be fairly obvious or straightforward. Um, another thing to think about is around phishing emails um, and any kind of social engineering that you might come across. It's one quite an unusual scenario at the moment. So thinking about and helping people uh, remember that someone phones you up and asks you to make a payment or change transaction details, make sure that you're following processes that you might have in place when you're in the office environment. So people will, will be trying to catch you out. So I think you can adapt, it's just at some stage taking stock of what you might have taken for granted in the workplace if you're now doing that fully remotely, thinking about how you might manage processes or how you might update them. And a lot of it would be fairly straightforward, kind of common sense things, but taking a time just to review and have a think about what you might need to change would be important. Brilliant, thank you. 
Um, and, and Nick, I'm going to come on to you because um, I saw that the other day Clio launched its COVID-19 legal relief initiative. Um, so I wonder if you could just briefly explain what that is and how it will actually support uh, law firms with becoming more mobile. Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, just before I do talk about our relief initiative, I, I just wanted to um, dovetail off of uh, Callum's last point on security. And I think for a lot of law firms who are potentially watching this right now and are looking at vendors or looking for other tools uh, to use that may be more remote friendly, like an Amicus or a Clio, um, I would just double down on the encouragement of asking them about what type of security did they have built in, what kind of considerations they put into security, because I think you guys are absolutely spot on on the importance of uh, security and secure client communications. It's, 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 it's obviously paramount when you're working in an office, but it's also really important when you're working at home um, and you're on your home network. So, uh, but yeah, the COVID relief initiative, uh, that's, that's uh, something that we announced on Monday of this week. Um, obviously, uh, it's it's a it's a really big uh, it was a really big announcement and initiative that uh, the Clio as a company um, has put out into into the world and um, you know it there was a lot of internal thought and discussion right as we were responding ourselves to the COVID nineteen uh, situation and and just hearing you know even conversations on Twitter and from our customers and um, our CEO Jack Newton if you don't already follow him on Twitter he's a great person to follow. Uh, he was frequently asking the community, you know, how can Clio help? How can Clio help uh, help people out in this situation? And uh, and the company made the the decision to commit a million uh, U.S. dollars to the global legal community, um, and that's in the form of financial aid for Clio licenses. Uh, that's in financial aid for law firms and legal uh, legal organizations that that need it, um, as well as educational support. Um, you know through law societies, bar associations, and nonprofits. Um, so this is something that we, uh, you know, that we just announced and that we are hoping is gonna help uh, those uh, legal professionals who are in the most need. And this is both for Clio customers and not Clio customers, right? This is for all of the, the individuals that are, are working within our global legal community. Um, we know that this is, this is a difficult time for everyone. Um, and we want to make sure that uh, lawyers are able to navigate through this uh, through this situation in the best way possible. We're hoping that uh, the funds that we're putting out there and the education that we're supporting um, is going to be a way to do that. So if you or uh, someone you know is in need, uh, whether it's you know obviously remote friendly software like Clio, uh, or is in need of of funds for you know business continuity. Uh, or you know a nonprofit or a law society who's trying to get education out there, uh, please uh, visit our website and uh, and I'm sure we'll share it through through uh, Amicus channel and our own channels. Uh, visit us and 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 consider applying or having um, those colleagues, friends, uh, or others in the community consider applying for uh, for relief. That's fantastic. Um, I'm sure that's going to be music <laughs> to a lot of people's ears. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I just want to finish off actually, I just want to go around um, to the three of you who've clearly all been relatively well versed in the art of remote working, um, just to finish things off. I wonder if you could very briefly give me your top tip on remote working. So Nick, I'll come to you first. What's your number one top uh, tip? Number one, it's hard to put it down to, to number one. Um, you know, I think the, 
I'm going to, I might cheat, but the, the number one for me is, is communication. Like uh, as someone who has worked remotely throughout my whole career, um, has advised others on working remotely, has helped manage teams and move them to a remote, remote working situation. Uh, the number one thing, you know, Callum said earlier is communicating clearly over communicating. Um, you know, when there are changes like a sudden change, like what's happened with the COVID response, um, communicating clearly the expectations for your team, for your colleagues, for your clients. So how are meetings taking place? How can they get a hold of you? Um, when are you taking breaks? When are you taking lunch? Uh, all of that type of communication is, is super important. And then in terms of, uh, in terms of a, maybe a, a legal specific, a legal specific one, um, you know, this is a slight plug, but you know, keeping on the security angle, uh, keeping client communication secure, uh, really, I would encourage people to consider how you're keeping your client communication secure. Uh, for, for Clio users, there's a secure client portal called Clio Connect. If you have a different case management system or you're looking for, for that type of solution, you know, I'd, I'd really encourage folks to be, to be thinking about how you're um, going beyond just emails and looking for how are you making sure your communications with clients are secure. Thank you, that's brilliant. Um, Callum, we'll come to you. Um, if you could just keep it quite brief, so I'm just conscious we're running out of time here, um, but you're just your number one top tip for remote working. Hey, number one, get up, get dressed, <laughs> have your breakfast as normal, get yourself a routine. Don't get up and go straight to your laptop. Don't, if you're moving your stuff around, close it down at the end of the day and put it away. Like if you're not fortunate to have a space, like make sure you've got a start time and an end time. Like get yourself a routine. You're not leaving the house, but you know, go and get some fresh air. Um, you might be working from home, but it, you should get yourself set so you know when does work start and when does work finish. Yeah, that's a hard balance to strike. Um, and Emma, finally, perhaps you could just share one of your one of your top tips. I think I think humor is going to be really important. Um, I have made the fatal error of sitting immediately in front of a door, which we all have all learned is not the right thing to do when you're on a video call. So far, so good. But I think I think humor is really important in any awful situation. Um, so we're doing video calls daily with our team um, to keep close with them. But we're doing themed video calls. So I think our next one is wear a silly hat to your to the team people, <laughs> that, that kind of stuff. You know, we have a good laugh in the office and um, when we're together and um, genuinely we're going to miss each other, not seeing yeah. each other every day. So we're going to try and carry that on um, and keep, keep having a laugh with each other. Yeah. 100%, yeah. All right, brilliant. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, that was fantastic. And I'm, you know, I'm sure this will be useful um, to, to some of the law firms out there and, um, yeah, hopefully we can we can come back and do another one soon. <laughs> Thanks for your Thank time. Thank you. All right. Thank Take you. Care. See Bye -bye. you. See you.